Hello and welcome to the Science Rundown for Tuesday, August 22nd. I'm Pedro Flores. On today's show, we'll be talking about chasing snowstorms on Mars, 3D bioprinting of living tissue, and how the zebrafish can help personalize cancer treatment. All of that and more is coming up next. Scientists have created new simulations of how snowstorms could form on Mars. The new findings account for the red planet's regional wind disturbances and temperature fluctuations. Emeric Spiga and his colleagues published their findings last week in Nature Geoscience, and they determined that nighttime temperatures could cool water ice clouds to the point where strong winds form, resulting in rapidly descending plumes of snow. These conditions matched to within the hour observations made by NASA's Phoenix Lander, which detected nighttime snowfall on Mars in 2008. Earlier simulations didn't match up with the Lander's observations because Mars has less gravity and water vapor than Earth, plus the weather patterns differ too. According to geophysicist Paul Hain, quote, clouds and snowfall have emerged in recent years as central players in the water cycle and climate of Mars, end quote. Scientists have developed a new method of printing 3D living tissue that can be assembled into living structures. The technology known as 3D bioprinting had previously been unsuccessful because the printed cells would shift, causing a collapse of the tissue's overall structure. However, scientists from the University of Oxford's OxyBio Lab have developed a method of stacking the cells into living structures one layer or compartment at a time by encasing them in a lipid coating. According to Dr. Sam Ola, Chief Technology Officer at OxyBio, quote, there are many potential applications for bioprinting and we believe it'll be possible to create personalized treatments by using cells sourced from patients to mimic or enhance natural tissue function, end quote. The scientists hope the artificial tissues can match the cellular architecture of real human tissue, including stem cells. The technology could revolutionize regenerative medicine by producing tissues that could one day be used to repair diseased body parts. According to new research published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, human tumor cells can be implanted into zebrafish embryos to determine which chemotherapy drug they respond to the most. The avatar method, which is also created with mice, may prove to be a faster and cheaper way of steering cancer treatment. Developmental biologist Rita Fior, who was inspired by her mother's own experience with cancer, presented the findings this week. After injecting the zebrafish with human colorectal cancer cells of five patients and then dosing the fish with the same chemotherapy drugs as the patients, the fish avatars were able to accurately predict four out of five times whether a patient's tumor would return within three to six months after surgery. According to oncologist Richard White, quote, the advantage is simple numbers. To create mouse avatars for a thousand patients wouldn't be feasible, he says, but to do that in fish is easy, end quote. Fiora and her team plan on using the fish avatars in a larger study of colorectal cancer, and they plan on using the same method to study other cancers too. Hey guys, it's Tuesday, so let's do some trivia, shall we? Your trivia question of the day is this. Which disease was appropriately named after the dark splotches it formed on its victims' bodies in the 14th century? Do you know the answer? Well, if you do, call in and win. Whoever calls in first with the correct response will have their answer played here on the Science Rundown. And that's it for the Science Rundown for now. Stay tuned for more science and healthy news coming up later.
Congratulations to you, Priscilla. You're the first person who called in and correctly answered today's trivia question. Here is Priscilla's response. Hey, Pedro, you have an amazing show. It's just so awesome. The trivia question, I think it's the plague. So, hope we never get it. Hey, Priscilla, thank you so much for your kind words. And surprisingly, there were recently three cases of the plague in New Mexico back in June. I did a story about this about a month ago. But um, the good news is, is, is if you have symptoms of the plague, it's treatable with antibiotics. So here's the original story. All right, well this week three new cases of plague have been reported in New Mexico according to the New Mexico Department of Health. All three patients, two women and one man, all in their 50s and 60s have been treated at area hospitals and released after a few days of treatment. So what exactly is the plague and how is it transmitted? Well, it's caused by the bacterium Yersinia pestis, which is found in rodents. And so humans contract the disease when fleas jump from a rock squirrel, for example, to a dog or a cat and then bring the infected fleas into the house. According to the World Health Organization, the disease is very deadly if left untreated. And so how do you treat it? You treat it with antibiotics. So timely treatment with antibiotic therapy will result in a good prognosis. What are the symptoms of bubonic plague? They include the sudden appearance of bulbousy, swollen and painful lymph nodes in the groin or armpit regions. If you live or have recently returned from an area where the plague is found, like New Mexico, Oregon, California, Colorado, and you start developing these symptoms, then please do yourself a favor and go see your doctor or go to the nearest hospital.